Happy harvest from me. Uh, my message this morning is to help us give thanks, geared towards helping us give thanks. Um, it's loosely based on Ephesians, but not really. I'm just going to take a few, few phrases and then preach like a theme from the Bible. So it's not like an exegesis of the text. And I'm going to just try and make a case. And the case is, I'm going to attempt to show that our level of thankfulness for temporary things in our lives is intricately linked to our level of thankfulness to eternal things. The two are intricately linked. The one affects the other. So, if your attitude towards the good things in your life uh, today is miserable and grumpy all the time, it's unlikely that you're in a spiritually good place of thanking God for harvesting your soul and bringing you to heaven. So I just want to tap into that so we leave here deeply thankful for harvest, but on many levels. Um, there's no one in heaven right now deeply praising Jesus who spent their whole lives on earth deeply grumbling to Jesus their whole existence because he didn't give them what they wanted and they deserved much better. No one's in heaven who believes that because everyone in heaven knows that they really deserve hell because they're just sinful. So the two go hand in hand, the levels of thanks. And what struck me in Ephesians, in verse 3 it says, Praise be to God who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every blessing in Christ. And then in verse 5, he has predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus in accordance with his good pleasure. To do what? To praise his glorious grace. And verse um, 7, we have redemption in him because of his grace that he's lavished upon us. You're predestined as Christians to do something. Praise not be miserable all the time. And praise seems to be eternal. So what you do today reverberates and is intricately, intricately connected to their praise in heaven because it starts today at harvest. Praise lasts forever. So it's unlikely to be deeply grumbly at everything in your life, but then be really good at praising him forever. Because praise lasts forever, and we can tap into that today. And in Revelation and in Hebrews, the curtain gets peeled back on what the saints are doing in heaven. Do you know what they're still doing? They're still doing what they did on earth. Praise. It's been predestined for human beings to praise the Lord. And we're rubbish at it, aren't we? Yes. The Christian isn't someone who gets a ticket to heaven in their pocket, but then carries on in their day without praise. The two don't go together. And this is divisive and a bit controversial because some people love being miserable. They just love it. But it shouldn't be us because we're Christians and we've been predestined to praise, which goes on forever. A Christian... Praises the Lord for all of eternity. When does it start? Now. What do we praise Him for? 
the cross and the resurrection, what bit of our lives does that affect? All of it. Even when you were eating your Rice Krispies this morning. To praise for the temporary harvest of Rice Krispies. Because it's linked intricately to your statement before God this morning of either praise or misery. So we have harvest gifts to remember this morning. Temporal riches in our lives. But in one way, they're not temporary at all. They're intricately linked to praise, which is eternal and lasts forever. So the things in our lives this morning can either be a wing to the eternal realms of praise or a weight. And they're just there, and they're all you've got. You're not really thankful to God for them, but they're a weight because you're not going up to join the eternal song. And so we're divided into two categories this morning with all the wonderful gifts in our lives. It's a wing, or it's a weight. It takes us up, or we just remain low with them and hoard them and live for them. But then something tragic happens. You die with them. Because praise lasts forever, not stuff. But stuff can help us with our praise which lasts forever. Or it'll die and the, pass, and the harvest will pass. And we'll die with them, grumbly and grumpy forever and eternity, hating God, not joining in the praise of His wonderful name. I thought this morning, our newsletter this month should have been all of the church members writing in to our administrator with a big long list of things that we're thankful for this month. And we should have printed it. We could have given it out to people and say, Park End Church is a statement of praise. But I thought about it too late. Next year. So have a look around in your life today and across the world and things in your lives. Is it a wing? Or is it a weight? It's a tragic. It's a tragedy if it's a weight. The farmer knows the harvest will pass and soon it'll die. But the farmer always looks ahead to the next one. Because it doesn't last long in and of itself, and neither do we, unless we praise, unless we're grateful. I read this this week, and it's tragic if we're just living for stuff. A hundred years will be 21, 23, and guess what? Just looking around, I think we will all be buried with our relatives and our friends. And strangers will live in our homes that we fought so hard to build. But they'll own it all then. They'll own everything that you have today. All your possessions will be unknown in a hundred years. It'll probably be scrap. Maybe in the hands of an unknown collector. And our descendants will hardly know who we were nor will they really remember us. How many of you know your grandfather's grandfather's name? If there are any non-praisers here today, non-Christians, take stock in harvest. Pause and ask yourself these questions. Are my dreams passing or are they eternal? Because how weak and fleeting our dreams are if they don't involve the living God. You don't even know your grandfather's father's name, do you? Maybe, if you're lucky. 
So today, we're to tap into what's really valuable in this life. Of course, it involves the temporal and giving thanks. But it's praise that never fades. Harvests come and go. Because you are predestined to be in a kingdom where the treasures are more precious than gold. So any gold you get along the way, it's just a reminder of what's to come that you don't deserve. And we should grasp that more, and we'll be more grateful. In the light of the world to come, a Christian should be more grateful at harvest than anyone else for God's temporal mercies, because we know we don't deserve them. They're a gift. And so today, ladies and gentlemen, at harvest, let us resolve to take the walks that we've always wanted to walk. Thankfully, let's give the hug to that person that for some reason we haven't hugged them yet. Because hugs are wonderful and that's a harvest of love. Let's do it with praise and love for the person. Let's give that kiss to that someone, hey, within boundaries, <laughs> that we just love. We kiss them on the cheek. Why haven't we done it? It's harvest time and we're so grateful for people in our lives. Let's eat that meal with praise to the living God and enjoy the many harvests in our lives, but not in an end of themselves because we praise the giver of the gifts. I looked up a list. Top 50 luxuries enjoyed by Brits in 2023. I'm not going to read all 50, but I'm going to read a few to help us get in the mood to praise and to let the blind, blindness fade away and to get rid of this nasty grumpiness that can infest us in the West. Here's number one luxury that you can enjoy at harvest season as voted by Brits. Feeling the sun on your face. You ever done that? Sleeping in a freshly made bed. You've just seen videos where there aren't freshly made beds. Having a nice dinner. Being in the countryside. Seeing flowers and trees blossom. Listening to your favorite songs. Making someone smile and laugh. Taking a long walk. Going to the beach. Dining out. You can do that in the West, can't you? Hearing birds tweet. Number 14 just said, cake. <laughs> Finding money in a purse or wallet that you'd forgotten about. Isn't it amazing that you've got money? Sitting in a pub garden. Hey, I thought this was a Christian list. A pub garden. All right. Having dinner made for you. A roaring fire. Getting delivery in the post. It's good, isn't it? You can order something and it arrives at your door. You don't deserve that. Not really. Here's another one. Finishing a really good book. When you ask praise for, um, well, I won't lift books because you'll judge me for my taste. <clears throat> Here's another one. <clears throat> Watching your favorite movie. Number 24 says, Payday. Lots of people don't get paid. They're slaves being abused. Laughing out loud at a film. Wearing an outfit that makes you feel good. 
You got nice clothes today. Praise. The sound of the rain on a window. Getting a cuddle from your children. Staying in bed on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Doing exercise. Seeing old people hold hands. And buying fresh local food produce. And I want us today to turn a corner, if we haven't already, that when we eat, and when we drink, and when we see money in our banks, we begin to adore the Lord of kindness. Because praise is the eternal currency, and it starts at harvest. Harvests, in that sense, aren't temporary. Not even your Rice Krispies this morning, they're not. People in heaven don't have amnesia. They remember how kind God to, was to them on earth. It's locked together intricately. So we take stock as harvest is upon us. Every minute of your life is priceless and won't be repeated. So take time to enjoy it and be grateful for it and celebrate your existence and praise But not an end of itself. Praise. Did you know this? The Bible teaches that sin and misery get sent to hell. No place for that in the world to come. What remains? Praise. So get good at it. Now, Psalm 150 verse 6, let everything that have breath has breath. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 3, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. And did you know the church has always winged the temporal harvests to the eternal harvest? That's what we do. We've always done it. The Feast of First Fruits in Leviticus chapter 23. Leviticus, the second best book in the Bible. It's all about harvests. And the ancient church, you can read it later, would take a sample of the first crops, because there's more coming later, and the priest would hold it up before the Lord on the first day of the week, the Sunday after the Passover. In other words, this one was on the third day after the Friday Passover, the first fruits of life. And Paul says, Jesus, 1 Corinthians 15, 20, is our first fruit risen from the dead. You think of that when you have your Rice Krispies and your shredded wheat or your Robinson's fruit and barley squash. Jesus, the first among the dead. And I need to know this at harvest because I've lost a loved one. And will I see them again? And how do I know I will see them again? The harvest. The first fruit, my temporary food, is a reminder of the one first risen from the dead on the third day. Praise will I eat because I'm going to see my loved one again because of the first fruit, Jesus. Pentecost, harvest time again, 50 days after the Passover Sabbath, the full harvest comes in, temporary but eternal, because they're always linked. Leviticus 23, 22, the time to share with the poor and needy, because we're here together 
gathered as a great harvest. Acts chapter 2, Pentecost. The full harvest is in of temporary and the worldwide global church comes together to praise the Lord and give to the poor, to share the harvests with others, temporal and spiritual, because it's linked. And Deuteronomy 24 says that Pentecost harvest is a time to remember that we were slaves, but now we've been set free. Praise the Lord. I'm set free from sin and death. While I eat my Rice Krispies. The temporary cro crops remind us that I'm in a global church of people who are going to rise together from the dead across the world. Have you been harvested into the Lord's great gathering out of darkness and sin and death? And will you be gathered with all of the worldwide church in the final great harvest. Will you? I'll be there. Will you? Have you ever sung this while eating or drinking? When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. When the morning breaks eternal bright and fair. When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. That's Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Those praise lasts forever at harvest time. And it will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God, and we have waited for Him, and He has saved us. This is the Lord. We've waited for Him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Lord, I'm in the saving harvest. It's written everywhere in the seeds of life. I sometimes think about a little seed and a great oak, and that that little seed will one day be a great oak. And the little seed might look at the great oak and think, how on earth am I going to be like that beautiful thing with upstretched arms to heaven? Do you know what it has to do? The gospel's written into the seeds and the rhythms of life, isn't it? It has to die in the ground and let other powers get to work and this little seed eventually becomes a beautiful triumph of beauty that's harvest i sometimes think about a caterpillar who looks at a butterfly and thinks how am i going to be like that i'm all green and grubby and hopeless i'm like a little picture of sin and the butterfly just flapping around what does he have to do? Enter into a chrysalis and die. Die to self. And then rise as a beautiful butterfly. That's harvest. And I'll end with the last feast. Well, there's lots more, but the last one in this sermon. The Feast of Trumpets, which, by the way, coincides with our September and October and November seasons. So these are the big ones for us Brits and Europeans. 
the trumpets, harvests. For the Lord himself will come from heaven with a loud command and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so then we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words in the feasts and the harvests of trumpets. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad and let the sea resound and all that's in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. So we count our blessings every day. Did you know, and I am drawing this to an end, you have food in the fridge. Did you know this? More than half the world lives on less than £4.50 a day at the moment. Did you know we've spent more than that on two coffees in a coffee shop by 10 o'clock in the morning? You have crops, gardens, seeds rising all around you to display the artistry and new life of the living God. You have a church and people that love you. And care for you. A great harvest of people that God has put around you. You have elders that teach you the word of God without fear. You have people to open the door for you when you came in. A harvest of undeserved mercy and kindness. You have people that work the microphones and come early so you can hear. You have people running clubs for your children and your grandchildren through the week. We've been saved and washed by the blood of God. But not only that, look at the temporary kindnesses in our lives. So we ask the Lord today, Lord, make us truly thankful. Because some of us have been waiting too long for the harvest to be perfect in every way before we praise. It's got to change. It's got to change because of this. And this is my last story of the morning. I know a bit about farming because I've married into farming stock. And did you know that in a farmer's field there is great treasure of wheat and uh, barley and rye and other things I've forgotten that my wife will tell me off for forgetting about later? But what you have to do in these fields of beauty is put up with weeds. Don't you? You buy a field, do you know what's in it? Yeah, there's some beauty, but there's some weeds, and there's some snakes, and there's some nettles, and there's rusty bits of tractors buried in the ground. But there's treasure there. And if you leave the field, you miss the treasure. Any gardeners in the room, in your gardens, you put up with the weeds. Because there's beautiful flowers there too. For those of us waiting on this harvest day for everything to be perfect before your spirit is right before God and gives thanks. Did you know in church there's weeds here? But there's beauty here. People have weeds. But people have beauty. You've got weeds. And people put up with you. Because there's beauty there. 
You're made in the image of God. The life of Christ is moving in his church. He's patient with our weeds because he's determined to cause us into be a great statement of praise and to be like him. There's flowers here. Some are little buds on the way. Some are in full blossom. And we're to help each other grow as statements of praise. And I'm sure many farmers at this time think, oh, my grass isn't as green as my neighbor's field. But do you know where grass is most green? Where you water it. Where you water it. On the last day, your church family will rise up and be as beautiful as Jesus. And all weeds will be gone. So let us join together like a wheat field of praise. Which we don't deserve God's kindness. And I want you to look at the person next to you and say, that's my weedy but beautiful church family member. <laughs> and I'm going to love them on this harvest day more than I ever have done before. Why don't you point to the roof and go, that, that's my roof. I got a roof. Some people don't have roofs. You point to the piano and go, that's our piano. You point to the musicians and go, those are our musicians that God has blessed me with. You could even point to your minister and go, oh, that's our minister. <laughs> you could point to the moldy basement downstairs and say, that's our moldy basement. We've got a moldy basement. You could point to the sound guy on the desk and go, he's our sound guy. And the teas and coffee servers later and go, there are teas and coffees server. And I'm blessed and honored to be in a church family like this. And I will praise the Lord all the days of my life in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.